back, everybody, to Forgotten Heroes. My name is Chris. Welcome to the show where we break down characters from the DC and Marvel Universe or just comic books in general. And we talk about their variants and different versions across time and space as well as comic books. I'm here with my good friend, Zach. How are you, buddy? I'm good. <laughs> He's panicked. Oh, no. The stage Um. Break. Yeah, we... <laughs> you know, if you haven't listened to our Ant-Man trailer breakdown, we were... On a very on vacation for a while, and then uh, we came back and if yeah, it took life. a little bit of a break. We needed we yes. needed to uh, you know just take a break. We were putting out episodes pretty consistently, working our asses but, off in addition to everything else. Record and uh, you know here we are. We're back, bringing more characters to you. Uh, yeah, go check out the Ant Man breakdown. That movie looks like it's gonna be nutty. Welcome to the consequences of your actions. Get ready, Marvel fans, because it's coming. Um, and today we're going to sprout our wings and we're going to fly into a brand new character. But before we do that, I want to make sure we talk about what we've been reading. Because in the big break, I've been reading quite a bit. But I'll be polite and let Zach go first. What you well, been reading? so today? I finished Sandman, the big Sandman volumes one and two. I yeah, finished yeah. X of Swords, mm-hmm. which... I realized that was a long one, and then I thought about it. I'm like, it really didn't go anywhere. No, but I it was still, still, gotta, still it, I it. still thought it was interesting. Of like, but literally, I think one of the mutants they had to fight was Iska the Unbeaten because her mutant ability is literally she can't lose. Huh. Interesting. Which can actually work against her if you really think about it, because it's like, like I think Magneto had to fight somebody, and mm-hmm. one of the, and like I think it was Sunspot basically bet with her. So it's like whatever bet she makes will automatically will win. So if it's like, all right, well, we we need us to win. So we're going to trick her into saying Magneto's going to win. And then she's like, wait, ah, damn it. And then Magneto won. And it's like, ah, fuck. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean, which, you know, when people are like, well, then that's a cop out. Well, yeah, but she's not a main character and she's not that big of an important character. It's just sometimes it's right. like literally it's like I think the last time I saw her was during – the the axe event uh, Avengers X-Men Eternals you know, she literally killed one of the other members of the high council of Araco right before um what's his face right before uh Uranus shows up to start killing mm-hmm. them cuz she basically it's like I, winning side I I don't know how I don't exactly know how that works but it'll be I have been reading though um the TMNT Reborn volume Five, I believe, and it with which has Venus, if anybody Ooh. remembers who that is. Except this time she's more of a Frankenstein's monster kind of okay. Interesting. creation. Uh, I am also reading um, Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes by Michael Brian Bendis. Brian Michael Ooh. Bendis, sorry. We love a um, Bendis. Which this is the Rebirth Legion of Superheroes. So. Oh, okay. This, this is with the Gold Lantern and. Um, uh, I guess I don't see her or them on the with Monster Boy, Gold Lantern, uh, Naomi on the Justice League, uh, Bouncing Boy looking looking kind of fit, <laughs> yeah, uh, above the stu- above the gut, <laughs> which <I'm>, just <laughs> threw me off. I'm like, what? Didn't okay, um, yeah, like, and it's like this darkness. We might be looking at the end of everything, which I think might have been a lead up to, um. Uh, Dark Crisis. I'm not 100 percent sure. Right. Um, and I'm reading, or I'm gonna start reading the Ch- Avengers: The Children's Crusade. Oh, okay. 
I wanted to, I, I haven't read that one. I've been trying to find Children's Crusade for a while, but I'll check that out after I move through the, the swaths of comic books that you have gifted me and also the ones, yes. <laughs> you know, I still got quite a bit to get through with that. Um, but let's see. Over the break, <clears throat> I started off simple. I read Strike Force. Um, I read Strike Force Fight Me and Strike Force uh, Trust Me, which were two of that you gave me. Um, I finished the rest of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, because that's something I started before the break. And I sort of intermittently kept reading stories from Tales from the Dark Multiverse 2. It's nice because it's some things that we have covered on this show and some that we haven't. So mm-hmm. I get like a little bit of reader's um, influence there as well. Um, oh, in addition to finishing Timeless, finishing Jason Aaron's Avengers run, <clears throat> and finishing the current Spider-Man run. So now I can move on to the new issues that are currently coming out and stay up to date with those. Um, th- I started reading uh, Loki's sort of Journey into Mystery series, and then I had a package delivered. A package that I have been waiting for almost a year to come to my doorstep, and it was volumes one and two of Berserk by Ron Garney and Keanu Reeves. And oh man, was I excited to jump into those. And I think I tore through a volume and a half in like an hour. Um, I'm currently about halfway through volume two. So I guess that would be about issue six. And I think they're going to go up to issue 13. Um, This is a crowdfunded, crowdsourced comic book. One of the highest crowdfunded comic books of all time. Mostly because Keanu's name is attached to it, but also Ron Garney. You know, you really can't go wrong. Um, and it's interesting so far. Uh, Zach made a nice little comparison because we were talking about it before we jumped on recording here. But B, a.k.a. the character who's like the main focus of Berserker, is sort of just like a Vandal Savage for the Earth. Um, so if you're familiar with Vandal Savage characters, that'll give you a little bit of a light here. But if you're not, that doesn't spoil anything too much. But it's super gory, um, simply written and it's just kind of like a nice, easy read comic book. And I like it. And I'm excited for volume three to ship to my door after they finish pushing out the volumes for that. So, yeah, I have been trying to catch up as much as I can. Um, and it's a whole lot. And I've liked just about everything I've read. Um, Strike Force was OK. Journey into Mystery, I haven't finished because, as I said, I like veered off and started reading Berserker. But once I finish volume two of Berserker, I'll finish Journey into Mystery. Not totally sure how I feel about it right now. I, Loki's kind of hit or miss for me, honestly. Um, and this one's kind of convoluted, but I, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, the, 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 the whole thing with kid Loki kind of, I mean, the whole thing, just like specifically his, his, his run can get a little out there for me, but Loki's a character is kind of out there. So I go back and forth on whether or not I like him. Um, but I'm going to finish it cause I started it. And honestly, because we need to do justice to the characters and it's the complete collection for journey into mystery, which is hard to find anyways. So I'm not going to complain. But yeah, I've been reading like a motherfucker and that's kind of where I'm at. I'm a good way through the box and <laughs> just about everything you've given me, Zach. So at some point I'm going to run dry and then I'm going to need to read more. But for right now, we still got a good a good portion left. So for today, um, we are going to talk about a character who um, with past episodes, we discussed one of his alternate versions, um, but we haven't gone too deep into the character um, and it's not like a huge character within DC, though he is a supporting character and he's also tied to another character. So we are talking about Hawkman today. Um, once again, not an enormous character, but a staple enough for the DC universe that he has a story centered behind him. 
um, and he has different versions of him that we can sort of play off of. So, yeah, we are going to start with his current version um, based on what's around right now. There's not a whole lot because, once again, we did just have another reboot. But reboot, are, soft reboot, whatever the hell they want to call it. Yeah, I'm just going to call it a reboot. But his origin has stayed mostly the same, um, other than a few bits and pieces, thanks to Dark Knight's Metal. Um, so, yeah. Right. So, I'm going to start it off. Currently, oh, goodness gracious. You okay? Yep. Yeah, prepare yourselves, guys. I just, I literally just read his name and I just had like a moment of like, God. I want to say PTSD, <laughs> but it might as well have. Right. Carter Hall, right? He's an archaeologist who moonlights as the hero Hawkman. He has been reincarnated thousands of times due to, due to his mantle in Thanagarian physiolo- physiology. Mm-hmm. Never seen that word written before, I don't think. Um, <laughs> Different to say it versus to read it. Yes. Additionally, he is currently empowered by Nth Metal following the events of Dark Knight's Metal. He's always been empowered by Nth Metal, but it's kind of only Nth Metal became really important because of Dark Knight's Metal. Yeah, now we like, have a name for it. You're absolutely right. Right. So now we actually, and we actually have like a history of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been he. So his first life, he's Katar, Deathbringer, General of the Deathbringers of Kuga. <laughs> I just say Kuga. Alien race that's, yeah. yeah, that slaughtered <laughs> thousands of in a distant past and part of space. One of the Deathbringers, he followed a deity known as the Lord Beyond the Void, and he. And as he continued his murderous plight, his self-loathing uh, grew. As it did, he began to see visions of an angelic woman. Um, with this again, this is from Prime Earth, so this is new. I I know the one that was like his pa- one of his past lives was he was literally um he was either Katar Hall or which is a Thanagarian mm-hmm. member of the Thanagarian race, which are just people with bird wings yeah. and very very warlike. Or he was and then crashed on earth to become and then became the like a pharaoh of egypt mm-hmm. with his wife um shaira who is oh. either oh, we've talked about it with i think hawk girl or hawk woman it's either shaira all or um i can't remember her human name there's been two of them one of them was like it i remember we talked about it we literally had two hawk girls existing at the same time and one was one remembered the past and one didn't yeah, and there's a bit of a connection between whatever's going on with Hawkman and Hawk Woman or Hawk Girl because there they go. are Kendra Saunders. I could not remember. There you oh go. Yeah, they are connected through their reincarnations essentially. So there's a bit of a connection there. Um, for you know, not even it's it's you know it's obviously a write-off for like oh we have a Hawkman so we have to have a Hawk Girl type thing, but at the same time their their mythos is sort of connected as well. And we'll dive into that when we go into more characters, but I wanted to mention that. Yeah. So um. Yeah, this man just exists and is fucking nuts, to be honest. <clears throat> Carter Hall. Just how many? Yeah, just how many lives this man has lived. Oh yeah, it's it's well, I mean, it goes into what you're about to talk about for what he yeah. used to be, and it ties into that. And it's also kind of a clever way to keep the longevity of the character going, honestly. I think. Yeah. So he, which in from what I remember, in the New Earth, one of his first. Which um, we're about to find out if they talk about it in this one. Mm-hmm. What, one of his first incarnations, his and Hot Girls, their corpses were like, their skeletons are like together, mm-hmm. embracing, which basically became the power source for the Star Sapphires because of their 
love that transcends time and space basically yeah, yeah. their their everlasting connection or whatever yeah so later in life when preparing for his final sacrifice they would supposedly bring the lord beyond the veil into his world qatar is visited by this woman again an angelic herald named shira mm-hmm. oh cute love it yeah um he turned on the Deathbringers after this vision sending his army into the void yet his second command Adam killed him in the process. In death, he was visited by... Wait, hold on. He was actually visited by God? Yep, literally just visited okay. by God. Or the presence, it seems like. So Yeah, so the presence uh, offered him <laughs> eternal resurrection until he saved as many as he had killed in his previous life. Yeah, that's going to take him a while. Yeah, which is a really great way. I was going to say, it's a clever way to do the character. Yeah, that's... that 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 That's, that's going to take a while. Um... I'm also slightly distracted because I was trying to look into um, these new versions of Carter Hall. Mm. Uh, oh, he used to be Khufu, Prince Khufu of ancient Egypt. Oh, there you go. Um, so that's also a version of 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 Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. So on such resurrection was as Carter. One such resurrection was as Carter Hall, who after f- uh, filling his mantle and identity as Hawkman sought to discover why he was stuck in such a cycle as well as properties of Nth Metal. He was also shown to suffer from nightmares that would eventually connect to the Dark Multiverse, where he would see Barbados, or Barbados, whatever the hell you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Yet, he didn't realize it yet. So he eventually dis- uh, disappeared when following the signals of his dreams as well as his research into Nth Metal, which he also, I guess, knew of the Waynes and gave, and gave them, like... Basically, the like I remember vaguely, it was like three ancient tribes for humans: the bear, the the eagle, or the hawk. Uh, there was another one, and then the fourth one, which the one they didn't talk about, was the bat, which is connected to Barbados. So he's like, mm-hmm. okay, the Waynes, basically, the court of the owls thought they were on the side of the like they they made us think they're from the bird tribe, like descendants of them. They're not; they're actually from the bat tribe. While the Waynes technically are also connected to the bird tribe which means bruce wayne though he's a bat he's more of the bird yeah which is weird but whatever this is comic books and hawkman also a time <clears throat> where batman had baby dark side in his backpack ready to right. annihilate whatever the fuck exactly. came out of yeah batmanium <laughs> as the, the good fucking point. and it it does um, mention on the wiki page at the very least from what i saw in the notes that he does learn of like the prophecy that brings around um dark knight's metal um, how like the son of Wayne is meant to bring around sort of like the resurrection of the dark multiverse or of that universe. So he does learn about that. And it's that sort of like in his re- research furthers his uh, development, looking into like nth metal as well as the dark multiverse. And that's what causes him to disappear. Yeah. Shall you, there's also, again, there's Hawk woman and Hawk girl. Literally there's two of them currently mm-hmm. like um, Shaira Thal um or Shaira Hall, I should say. But then there's also, like, again, currently, there's um, also, and I'm not 100% sure how the hell this, like, Hawk Girl is Kendra Saunders, but Shaira yeah. Hall also exists, but Kendra is still, is still a reincarnation of Shira mm-hmm. at the same time, while um, Shaira Hall technically should not exist. Yeah. It's a whole thing. And trust me, we will get more into their characters. Wink, wink. Oh, thank, 
Thank goodness, please, because I need that explained too. Not just with this episode, but I honestly think future episodes we will discuss these characters because the continuity is a little crazy around them. Yeah, well, very crazy. So under to get back to Carter, under Barbados's influence, he was turned into a giant hawk creature of version of himself and responsible for bringing the engine of the end for being the engine of the end of discovery and killing all possibilities. So he became the world like not the world forger, but the dragon. Mm-hmm. that would fight the World Forger. After the right. end of Dark Knight's Metal, he was returned to his original form and joined Superman with a team of heroes to confront Dr. Manhattan on Mars. And then he, I remember he had his own solo run and mm-hmm. somebody that we're about to t- we'll talk about later also showed up somehow, not really. Yeah. We'll discuss know. that version in a little bit, which is honestly a pretty sick version. But yep. before, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We're going to go back to New Earth for a second and we're going to discuss... Zariel. And I believe we discussed Zariel when we were doing the Azriel episode, because we also talk about Asmodel in this in this character. And he has a um a decent involvement in Zariel's arc here on New Earth. So Zariel is kind of like a much larger force for the Hawkman mythos in New Earth. So since the dawn of creation, he served the presence or basically God, the, like the force of creation in DC, as we mentioned earlier. Um, and he was a guardian who protected people throughout time. He protected Cleopatra, Mona Lisa and Joan of Arc, um, two of which he clearly didn't do a very good job. But anyways, in the current age, he fell in love with a woman he was protecting. But in the process, he learned of a plot by Asmodel. Right. Who is known as the bull host who also served the presence because there's a few different types of hosts. Zariel and Asmodel are two of them. Um, the presence was attempting or excuse me. He served the presence and Asmodel is attempting to succeed where Lucifer failed and overthrow the presence or overthrow God, basically. And in an attempt to be with his love and also stop the plot, Zoriel pleaded his case to the four king angels, one of which was Asmodel. And claimed that he wanted to leave his post for good, but also told the Angel Kings of Asmodel's plot, which is sort of like an important council that serves the presence directly, right? And they warn him of the Angel Michael story, who found himself in a similar situation, but Zariel does not listen to them and is granted mortality and sent down to Earth to spend time with the woman he loves. But upon arriving on Earth, he realizes that some of Asmodel's followers pursue him in order to kill him, so he seeks the help of the Justice League, and they are able to push back his pursuers, um, and upon learning of his men's defeat, Asmodel, who is not sentenced to hell at this point, or excuse me, who is sentenced to hell at this point, is able to recruit Neron and his armies to double the size of Asmodel's armies to enact his revenge. Asmodel then changes his form to take on the form of a child on Earth and launches a surprise attack that results in the actual death of Martian Manhunter. However, he's later brought back by the Flash. So, Zario's still on Earth, and now he's seeking the help of the angel Michael after Asmodel's attack. As Asmodel and Neron fight their way through the armies of Paradise or the armies of Heaven to the throne room of Heaven. Yet, when they get to the throne room, all they find is Zariel sitting in the presence's chair, or essentially like the throne of God. Um, Asmodel demands to know where the presence is, and Zariel reveals that presence was everything and everywhere, and this sort of leads Asmodel to believe that he can't defeat God. It's one of those things. Like, he is all-encompassing, so he would have to kill everything, and that's way too much even for him. 
even though he is the host who serves him. Um, so Asmodel turns to Neron to see if they can sort of come up with a plan together, but Neron had already left him. So Asmodel becomes a prisoner of Neron as Neron didn't fight his way into the throne room with Asmodel. Asmodel gets sort of overrun by this bloodlust in his mind and doesn't notice that Neron sort of backs off and lets him do his own thing. Um, therefore, not violating his own contract with the kingdom of paradise. So Zariel then becomes heaven's ambassador for Earth after the woman that he went to Earth for says she still wants to be with him after all this. And he is granted a base known as the Erie that floats over Los Angeles. And he joins the JLA on their adventures for a while. So he's sort of like a stand in team in addition to having not immortality, but he is still an angel of heaven. So he has a certain amount of quote-unquote resurrection powers, hint, hints, sort of like the, the following for Hawkman, in addition to sort of being the Hawk host, essentially. However, Asmodel eventually bonds with the hostless Spectre at the time. Um, we talked about Spectre, sort of a um, liaison for ferrying souls. And after he bonds with the Spectre, he freezes hell over <clears throat> to return to Earth and wreak destruction. Excuse me. The heroes of Earth bond together, while a smaller team led by Zoriel went to Purgatory to replace Asmodel's soul with another inside the Spectre, because the Spectre needs a host. So they can't just rip Asmodel's soul out and say, we're done, everything's saved, they have to replace him with someone else. And when they're in Pur Purgatory, they find Hal Jordan, and they return to Earth, where an internal battle between Hal and Asmodel takes place within the Spectre, and eventually instates Jordan as the Spectre and leaves Asmodel imprisoned yet again. So that's where we get the run where Hal Jordan becomes a Spectre. And I believe we talked about that briefly in our episode of the Spectre, where it's like, yeah, this is one of those people where the mantle gets passed from, you know, person to person throughout the universe, even a Green Lantern type thing. So Zoriel continues to work with the JLA until a galactic threat known as Mageddon arrives, whose hate mongering effect radicalized Luthor into planting bombs all over the Watchtower. And as the heroes of the Watchtower, the Justice League, evacuate, Zoriel offers to stay behind to disarm them, but is caught in an explosion and killed. However, he arrives in heaven because, once again, he is a host of heaven, so therefore he's not totally immortal, even though his mortal form can be slain. Um, and he sees that they are already planning on building a new world because Mageddon is coming, and they are assuming that he's just going to destroy everything. But that's not good enough for Zariel. He refuses to let them give up and asks for aid, but they deny him that aid and offer him the chance to stand with the mortals he loves one last time to face Mageddon. Zariel elects to do that, um, and as he is leaving, he has one of those like dead poet societies moments, and a bunch of angels stand up and join him. So Zariel continues to um, fly down to Earth with now his essentially army of angels for their last stand where he was instrumental in stopping the nations of the world from blowing each other apart while the JLA stopped Mageddon because Mageddon's whole thing is that he has like this fear mongering effect that influences others. Right. So one year later, Zoriel is asked to retrieve the helmet of Naboo from the planet Alstair, which is populated by plant animal hybrids. And this is where we take a super crazy left turn. He's able to retrieve it and stop the plot by Okeontis. I think I'm saying that correctly, which was a vampire fungus hybrid that was trying to establish a hive mind throughout the planet. And he's able to stop that by retrieving said helmet of Naboo. And that's kind of where we leave off with Zariel. So he has a much bigger arc um, on Earth, as well as dealing with Asmodel and with the Justice League. But he's got a little bit of that weird DC sort of <laughs> approach 
towards the end of his new earth time in comics. So I felt it was necessary to talk about that a little bit. I'll just, just I because think the like, last time DC is just wild. DC's nuts. The last time that I think I saw Zario, he was, it was during future state justice league dark, which was a backup issue, which was in the backups back end of, uh, I think the justice future state justice league. Mm-hmm. He was killed by Merlin and left really? on, and left and left to burn on a cross. Oh God! And even Etrigan, like who was bonded to Detective Chimp at the time, you know, he shows <laughs> up and he's like, he's like, you know what? As much as I don't like angels, he was a good guy and he shouldn't have and shouldn't have been done, killed like that. Also, what the fuck killed him? Yeah, for real. <laughs> So, slaying somebody from the paradise holy shit yeah who can kill an angel like this who could crucify an angel yeah god that's that's a good way to send a message to the presence mm-hmm. um i also wanted to just a quick little mention mm. of a of a wow well, i had it of a hawkman variant because we you know we love to do these but we didn't do it this time um an amalgam of mention oh there was Warren Hall, which is just Angel oh, yeah. Hawk. Yeah. Which is just, just boring. But I thought I, it was I, funny. <laughs> That's why I didn't include it, because it was kind of like a Namor situation with uh, Submar- Submariner, right? Submariner. Yeah. Where it's just it's like, like, take the take two, two obvious motherfuckers and put them together. And put them together. Yeah, it's just like, come on. Like, we could have done something cool, right? And we just didn't. <laughs> I, yeah. But even though we don't have an amalgam this episode, we are visiting... Uh, a universe that is a personal favorite of Zach and mine, because anytime we get a little bit of Stanley in our DC episodes, I think we're both kind of excited about that. I'm excited, but confused. Yeah, this because is a, I read this, this, this and this I still weird, miss this somehow. This is a weird one. So this version from Earth 27, or the Just Imagine universe, is Robin. Yay! I will give you a bit of time for the what? <laughs> Alright. Um, Robin... Just Robin. Mm-hmm. That's his name. Just Robin. Yep. Not Dick Grayson. Not Tim Drake. Not Jason. T- just Robin. <laughs> Apparently, I think I remember from the book. Every time, like literally at any moment, a Robin was just sitting in a sitting somewhere nearby, tweeting, and and he and they basically just like, there's always a Robin near him, and he's like, God damn these Robins. <laughs> <laughs> he's burning. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, what are you to, yeah, I'm like, what are you trying to? What are you trying to say? Like, what do you? What's going on here with the? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Robin was left on the doorstep of an orphanage, doorstep of an orphanage, and was raised there, earning his name due to a robin perching on his crate as a, cradle as a baby. There you go. Uh, he stayed at the orphanage for many years, watching his peers and friends get adopted while he grew older. One day, Father uh, Reverend Dark from the Church of Eternal Empowerment visited the orphanage to deliver gifts to the children, but Robin did not accept the gifts and ran off. Uh, also, if you cannot tell with a name like Dark, you is not a good guy. No. <laughs> After a brief stint of martial arts training, Reverend Dark left a note at the orphanage to try and convince the children he that he could help them find their parents. And that's martial arts training for Robin. I realize I didn't clarify that, but yes. he starts training in an order sort of like, you know, harnessing all his teenage angst. Yeah. Uh, following the instructions left by... Reverend Dark Robin went to the Church of Eternal Empowerment, where the Reverend was able to control his mind. Doi. Love it. After years of serving Dark, Robin got into a fight with Batman, who is a former wrestler in this 
reality and wears a very accurate bat suit that I'm not 100% sure I like. It's super, it is very anatomically correct. <laughs> it's, I don't like it. Um, yeah. So he conv- who convinced him that Dark was just getting getting him to do his dirty work. Robin eventually joined the Justice League when Crisis arrived, but he was still secretly working for Dark, using the Hawk rune to turn him into Hawkman. Again, anatomically correct, Hawkman. I stand stick to what you're stick to your fucking lanes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did, you did, yeah. you just had this one little stint. So right. I thank you for a good story, Stan, but. If you can hear I mean, this from DC's from so beyond, weird as it Jesus. is, like yeah, DC's so weird as it is already. Like I feel like Stanley's approach to DC can't necessarily harm the universe. We can still say that it's weird as hell, but you know, yeah. DC, DC's villains by themselves, I think, give the universe enough justice for weirdness. So that's true. Okay, now get ready for this, guys. Strap in. However, Robin turned into Adam after the battle at y- by Yggdrasil. And was able to defeat Crisis and officially join the league as Hawkman. He did not join the league as Adam. And again, I read this and I somehow just fucking missed this entirety. <laughs> I don't understand how the hell I did that. I don't know how I just missed him turning into an anatomically correct Hawk person and then the Adam and then back into Hawkman. Yeah, because the Hawkman, he becomes Hawk through a rune. In just imagine, so it's a little bit different. So you can like kind of turn it off and on in a sense. But I, it seems like the the change to Adam was temporary for some reason. And why you would choose to be Hawkman instead of Adam, uh, I mean, I can understand for sort of the physicality makeup for it. But like, still interesting choice on how that whole thing ends. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird one, but we love a little bit of Just Imagine. We can throw it in there. Just like how Shazam was like literally a demon. It it, it changes things around in kind of an interesting way, I think. But we will move on ahead here to our very next and last version of Hawkman. And this one we sort of teased a little bit earlier. This is an Earth 3 version of Hawkman known as Sky Tyrant, um, which I think is the From perfect Earth DC 3 name. Slash Earth, Earth 3 Earth 3. Yep. So um, another one of Qatar Deathbringer's many incarnations across time and space. Sky Tyrant is a twisted murderer who sought to kill as many beings as possible so as to prolong his cycle of reincarnation. Uh, But it was mostly fueled by his fear of death. So interestingly enough, not only do we have a clever moniker to keep Hawkman around because he was such a good murderer in a past life. Now we have one who is furthering the cycle by continuing to murder people. So we have another great way to prolong the character. So I just think it's a clever way to do it. Like DC can be clever sometimes. I think this is, this is up there. Um, however, going back to sky tyrant as is, uh, in his additional lives, he finds his reincarnated lover who we talked about earlier, who is just as twisted as he. And the two of them work with the injustice society with sky tyrant actually becoming a longstanding chairman of the organization. So wait, is it the injustice? Oh, the injustice society. Oh Yeah. I was like, not the crime syndicate, and then I realized I was like, no, oh, wait, yeah, nope. everything's everything's sort of flipped here. So yeah, they do they do end up um, coming into some conflict with this, uh, the crime syndicate, but he is finally. So it was just a crime syndicate in the and the um uh in the on uh, in the injustice society. Okay, injustice society. Yeah, but Sky Tyrant himself is actually finally bested in combat by the Justice Society All Stars when Shadow Sheriff phased through him to stop his heart. 
after his refusal to be taken alive. And his final words were um, that he vows to return at some point. So he made sure to, you know, get in a good villain monologue there at the end too. So for a time, Sky Tyrant has sort of a quote unquote, like backseat to reincarnation. Um, he lives in the subconscious of his new reincarnations until the Batman who laughs is actually able to infect Carter Hall of Prime Earth, who we talked about earlier, slowly turning him to Sky Tyrant's preferred murderous methods. Um, and eventually, on a mission in the Shadowlands, the Shade, who is another character, prevents Carter from killing Shadow Sheriff's Prime Earth counterpart. And if you remember back to what we just said with Sky Tyrant, Shadow Sheriff is the one who initially killed Sky Tyrant on Earth 3. And so that triggers his transformation back into Sky Tyrant. And, you know, he realizes that he's no longer at home on Earth 3. So he's disgusted by how freely people live on this Earth. Um, and he attempts to resume his killing spree by bringing down a whole plane full of innocent people. Um, however, is Sky Tyrant in the body of, uh, of Carter? Of Carter, yeah. So they switched. They switched. And Carter is still in the subconscious. But Sky Tyrant is essentially in control of the physicality. Um, and during this transformation, Carter is then switched into the back of the subconscious of where Sky Tyrant was. And they sort of like wrestle each other for control. Um, but Carter loses and he ends up being like, quote unquote, thrown to the back of his subconscious. Um, but Sky Tyrant is then subdued pretty quickly after the fact by Hawkwoman, because once again, sort of like the loyal lover type thing. Um, but Sky Tyrant and the Secret Six actually end up making a comeback by attacking Batman and Superman at the Fortress of Solitude when the Commissioner and Scarab, who we've talked about, take control of it secretly. Um, so Batman ends up fighting with Sky Tyrant, but Sky Tyrant gets the upper hand, only to be struck down by Supergirl right at the last second. However, eventually Supergirl is infected by Starro's influence, which is happening all of this with the Secret Six. They're all under Starro's influence at this time. Um, and they open up a portal to the dark multiverse following the darkest nights defeat and the remaking of the multiverse earth three is then recreated and sky tyrants current whereabouts are unknown. So this is all based off of everything that happened right before the rebirth leading up to um, darkest nights. So yeah, pretty crazy. And honestly, I love the design of Sky Tyrant, too. They kind of went for, like, a gladiator-type look with his helmet, and he's got, like, wraps around his mace, and he's just, like, you know, perfect Dark Multiverse counterpart. He's just the opposite of yeah, what Hawkman is that, for. That part confused me when it came to the Secret Six. Yeah. But now it makes more sense if it literally... Also, if if I may... Yeah. To run, we don't know... So we don't know the members of the Justice... Uh, the Injustice Society of mm -hmm. Earth 3. Mm -hmm. But we do know the members of um, the their enemies, which was the Justice Society All Stars. Yeah, which we is run supposed to be a hero, which is just a heroic counterpart of the Injustice Society of Earth Three. Mm -hmm. So um, the good, so we got the Pinkerton Ghost, which is a good version of the Gentleman Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> Matter Mage, crazy name, holy shit. Yeah. The Matter Mage, which is the counterpart to Matter Master, with Lion Miss, which I guess is a combo of the Cheetah and Lion Mane. Uh huh. Would you be looking to Lion Mane? Imagine like the body of a lion, but the top half of a person who's also a lion. Right. Um. So it's literally just a lion centaur, but mostly a huh. lion. Interesting. Um. 
And then, like you said, Shadow Sheriff, who is the opposite of Shadow Thief. Right. But um, interesting. I mean, to me, Carter Hall and Hawkman don't get so much love, which sucks because I think one of his kids in one version, I think it's, I think it's not because there's like this Katar Hall who is, um, who is actually on Prime Earth, mm-hmm. along who was kind of alongside uh, Carter Hall, but for some reason again they split. Right. So. They kind of split at some point for some reason. At least Shaira and um, Condra, uh, Sandra. Sorry. Um, and then, the, the, like, there's one of the Carters has a son who becomes Dream. Like, becomes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who becomes the second Dream. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because we discussed him. And he's, like, brand new, too. Yeah, I think it's. It, or his. Is it his son, Hector? Yeah, Hector Hall. Yep. Hector Hall, and then I think his son. Um, I can't remember actually. How does he? I don't remember, but there was one of them that it was literally their 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 child um becomes Dream. That's I can't remember now. But yeah, she be uh he became Dream. So That's which is wild. Just, yeah, there's yeah, much Daniel larger. Hall. Daniel Hall. Oh, so Daniel Hall. That's what it is. Daniel Hall is the grandson of Carter Hall from pre-crisis and and daniel hall becomes the second lord of all dreams all right there you go yeah after dream which is funny which is funny to me because i'm literally looking at his relatives lita hall which is hippolyta which is um hippolyta trevor trevor hall who is the um daughter of princess diana and steve trevor Mm. right but like um and then hector hector hall is yeah hector hall is the son of Carter and Shara. But then again, like, and I don't understand really how this works. Destiny, death, destruction, desire, despair, and delirium become Daniel's siblings, mm-hmm. but only, be, but not, like, not legitimate siblings, I guess. Again, we still have him though. Like he showed up in Dark Crisis. So technically right. speaking, because he's, well, he's past the multiverse, but it's like, that's still cool to me. But yeah. Carter that's Hall, I, hmm. Carter Hall is just, it's really cool to, read about but he can't he can't be confusing as fuck so yeah yeah but thankfully we're going to talk more about other hawk people throughout the show so it will become a little bit more clear but for today we're just focusing on Hawkman um and his variants so those are four big ones i wish we got a cooler amalgam i feel like with his penchant for battle and his reincarnations that leaves a lot of opportunities to pair him with some other heroes that would be really interesting again that was the just it was the 90s. They went with the literal. I think they got to a point where they're like, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain point. Yeah. I hear it. But all right. Yeah. Let's get into some recommendations. So Sky Tyrant for Earth 3. You're going to look for him in Hawkman Volume 5, um, Issue 16 to 25, Crime Syndicate Volume 1, Issues 2 and 3, Batman slash Superman Volume 2, Issues 4, 5, and 6. And Year of the Villain, Hell Arisen, Volume 1, Issues 1 and 2. If you're looking for Robin from Just Imagine, he's pretty easy to find. You're going to find him in Just Imagine Secret Files and Origins, Volume 1, Issue 1. As well as Just Imagine Crisis, Volume 1, Issue 1. And Just Imagine Robin, Volume 1, Issue 1. And if you are looking for Zariel, he's a little bit older. You're going to find him in newer Earth comics. So he is in Rain in Hell. Volume 1, Issues 1, 2, 4, 7, and 8. 
as well as Day of Judgment, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 5, and Shadow Pact, Volume 1, Issues 13 through 25, and finally JLA, Volume 1, Issues 6, 7, 16 to 38, and 41. And finally, if you're looking for Carter, um, he's got quite a bit of stuff behind him. However, for the rebirth and the new stuff, you're going to find him in Doomsday Clock, Volume 1, Issues 8, 9, 11, and 12. All of Hawkman, Volume 5, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, Volume 1, Issues 4 through 7, Dark Knight's Metal, Volume 1, Issues 1 through 6, Dark Knight's Death Metal, Volume 1, Issues 6 and 7, Justice League, Volume 4, Issues 1, 26, 27, 30 to 37, and 51, and finally, The Unexpected, Volume 3, Issues 1, and then 4 through 8. So there you go. Gotta tell you, with all these episodes, yeah, I mean, he's the character's been around for a while, especially with reincarnations. He's probably gonna stay around for a little while, so it's good to know about him. Um, Yeah, and I agree with you. He doesn't get as much love as he could, but I think the moniker for his character having the longevity that it does is probably one of the more clever ones that we see in DC. So that's Hawkman, and we'll talk more about his lover in future episodes, but. After all these episodes, 80th episode, it feels like we've reincarnated a few times after going through all these characters. But that's Hawkman. And I had to get one in there because you weren't going anywhere. (laughs) Welcome back, baby. The puns are back. (laughs) All right. On that note, I want to fly away. So this has been another episode (laughs) of Forgotten Heroes. Join us next time for another comic book character.